this is the Creating Queensland podcast. Today I speak with Clinton Sipple, CEO of Couture Realty. I'm Jessica Reynolds, host of this podcast and director of Urban Planners Queensland, a private town planning consultancy based in Brisbane. I love working with people, but being in the property and development industry, I find the human element is sometimes lost. So I created this podcast as a platform to share the career stories and ideas of interesting people I have come across in the Queensland property industry. Each episode is a casual chat of around 20 minutes where a range of topics are discussed. If you know someone that has a great story or ideas to share, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just search Jessica Reynolds Urban Planner. This is episode 15. Clinton started Couture Realty four years ago and has built the company up from working in his apartment to the successful business it is today. I really wanted to interview Clinton because when he first started contacting me for planning advice, he would have a bouquet of flowers delivered if it wasn't to become a new project. I really appreciated that because being a young business owner myself, I was at the time quite often used and abused by agents shopping around for free advice. It's something small, but I appreciated the difference. In this episode, Clinton takes us through his career, thoughts on the real estate industry, and advice for negotiating with sellers and agents. This is episode 15. Don't forget to leave a review when you finish. Please enjoy. Okay, so today I am here with Clinton Sipple. Clinton, can you tell us what you do day to day? Uh, So I work at Couture Realty, and our business is based around serving are houses that are within five kilometers of the Brisbane CBD, specifically set the company up so that we don't focus on one particular suburb, but Mm -hmm. that we can go into any suburb within that uh, radius of the CBD and be able to uh, give our clients the best idea as to what uh, the the market is looking like Mm -hmm. uh, and what their property is worth, but be able to move into any suburb and give them a good idea just like businesses are evolving at the moment where you don't need a geographical location because of the internet so is real estate evolving in that sense too no that's cool so what do you do day to day what does a standard day look for you if that's possible (laughs) (laughs) there is there is definitely uh certain uh, certain things that we need to do every day uh first thing is generally check in with my guys because i do have a a few people that work with Mm me so check in on how they're feeling and then it really is uh, sit there and talk talk to the guys or, or look at the board and say, all right, what are we doing today to sell this particular property? And go through the properties that we have on the board and uh, whether that's answering inquiry, following inquiry up that has come in, uh, moving them forward or making recommendations to how we change the marketing that's currently on. Uh, but that's our number one pillar is obviously mm-hmm. working to sell the listings that we do have okay. on the market. Uh, and then from there, it really is, all right, what uh, properties do we have that are coming on? Mm-hmm. in the near future so looking at uh, what stock is uh, what listing opportunities there are and then uh, what information can we give to help those those owners that are considering coming on in the near future okay and then finding the next stock would be then finding people <laughs> who are going to be our, our listing opportunities in the future that's our can, pretty can much day to day a whole day luckily I have a team that everyone works you go all right this is what we're doing now this is what we're doing now and then for this next couple of hours I'm just gonna sit here and call people do you think Uh, it's possible to be in real estate on your own uh, well I did it to begin with if you if you want to have a uh, business that rolls that that continually rolls on and there is uh, business coming in day to day then no you definitely do need great people around you uh, Mm -hmm. that do the admin work that uh, are also when you're when you're not feeling 100 uh, having wins as well to help mm-hmm. you pep up 
Uh, so it is certainly great having a good team around. Yeah. Them. Well, just leading on from that, how do you choose your team? I'm interested because your business has been recognised as um, you know for excellence. So, mm -hmm. how are you choosing your team? A very great <laughs> question. Uh, actually, they're generally all really good mates of mine. Okay. Uh, so when when I founded the company. Uh, set it up and I had an administration staff that's been working with me for uh, nearly seven years now mm -hmm. and so uh, he was working with me but outside of that my first um, partner that I brought in was a gentleman that's uh, really good friends that I'd known for about six years prior uh, mm -hmm. to working with me from basically from out of school uh, and then uh, another gentleman is a, is a friend of my cricket mates mm -hmm. uh, who is really great in marketing and, and went through university there and knows them and then uh, my latest hire last year was my best mate from high school. So okay. when in, he, he was a Kentucky salesman, Kentucky salesman of the year, and then I uh, went, all right, time to actually become an adult <laughs> and uh, came and started doing real estate. And then we've got another person starting uh, in July. Okay. So are they approaching you or are you approaching them or are these like conversations over the barbecue? <laughs> Uh, it's definitely more all right. I'm ready to look for a staff member and go out there and see who's the best candidate at that time. Okay. Uh, it really it, it's massively about people in my industry. So mm -hmm. having great staff members are important to me mm -hmm. uh, because if I look after them, they'll look after our customers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's you know any industry. I think mm. that's a really good way to be. Yeah, exactly. So knowing. Uh, Knowing my people that work for me certainly helps and obviously knowing for a fair while helps me, uh, I guess, get them in the best mood to mm -hmm. be able to serve our clients really well. Okay. So take us back to the start. How did you actually um, get into real estate? Yeah. So it was basically 12 years ago, I think, or coming up on 12 years. Uh, I just finished school and I thought, what makes a lot of money? Uh, banking and real estate. <laughs> Seriously? This is this is what I thought. And okay. What makes a lot of money? We're banking diving deep here. and real estate. And so I tried to apply to banks and the process, it was just when the internet was taken over and no one would accept your resume when you walked in. Mm -hmm. You had to do it online. I couldn't work out how to submit it. So I mm -hmm. went, screw it. I'll go and see if I could get a job at a real estate agency. And then yeah. I just walked into, I just put together a list and walked into about 20 agencies in Ipswich actually, mm -hmm. handed over my resume and that afternoon, uh, the principal of Ray White was actually there and said, come in, have an interview, mm -hmm. uh, said, can you start next week? And then within the next week, I got a call back from everyone else. But luckily, I ended up at a place that uh, had really great training and yeah, just got lucky in that sense. That's excellent. So you're not originally from Brisbane? No, actually, uh, I grew up out at Atkinson's Dam, which is about 15 minutes from Wyvernoe Dam. Okay. Uh, my parents still live out there on acreage out there. My dad was a hay carter growing up. My mum was a teacher aide. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so then when did you make the move to Brisbane? Uh, I've been living in Brisbane um, after since a couple of years after I started uh, at Ray White and Ipswich, and mm -hmm. then um, and then was still working out there up until five years ago is when I uh, opened a business in Brisbane. Okay, so you really had to almost start from scratch. Pretty much with, same with your same clientele. With, same in Ipswich though as well, yep. uh, and also at my age, it was it's there really isn't a network of people that have of friends that have mm -hmm. a property to sell. It is going out, knocking on doors, making phone calls, and and finding clients mm -hmm. uh, is how our business is built. Yeah, is it rude if I ask how old you are? Uh, I'm 30 <laughs> next year. You're 30. Yeah. Yeah. Next year. That's right. I'm similar, not 30 yet. We're similar. <laughs> I'm already turned 30. Let's not get all the funny about it. Uh, okay, no, that's it's really good and interesting to hear how people have um, started their careers and what actually made you want to start the business though? 
Because that's the next step up, isn't it? Kind of, uh, as a real estate agent, so from 21, I was subcontracting, which is mm-hmm. essentially your own business within, under the big brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to, you're, you're invoicing and you're doing accounts and, and I was hiring staff the next year and had PAs. Mm-hmm. And, so I was basically running my business under the banner of, of a Ray White office. Okay. And so it wasn't a big, big step. More so the step is actually uh, having a, like not having a brand name that's backing and, and uh, creating a reputation for the business again, talking to clients and, and thankfully over the last couple of years we've started to receive mm-hmm. referrals and repeat business, mm-hmm. uh, which is I think a really great sign of what okay. our business is. So with real estate, do you find that the branding is becoming more important or less important? <sighs> I The brand to me is relevant in that it's much more about the person, the agent themselves, mm-hmm. uh, and, and not even just the person in the time they are, because I've I've been in real estate for long enough to see the turnover of staff and some really great staff, but then go through some life challenges and it changes how they mm-hmm. are as an agent. Uh, so <clears throat> it's much more to do with the person that you're dealing with. The brand name is a lot more about the uh, training per se and the if there are rules and regulations that they have in place okay. but with the prolifer as as with any uh, industry with the proliferation of the internet internet there's going to be the future of whether it's I think real estate or business is going to be there's going to be a lot of big mm-hmm. conglomerates mm-hmm. And, and a couple of big conglomerates and then there's going to be thousands of small conglomerates uh, mm-hmm. like shopping is is going to there's going to be a lot of big retailers mm-hmm. and then there's going to be a lot of small retailers you've seen a lot of online shops mm-hmm. uh, opening up and able to do their niche their specific thing uh, and then there's a couple of big businesses and, and outside of that uh, you're seeing a lot of the other businesses fall away which uh, we're seeing even in real estate there's a lot more uh, boutique brands opening up mm-hmm. and uh, going pretty well in a lot of cases. Do you think that's based on lifestyle for the, the owners or why? Yeah, to an extent. I mean, you, you also you needed to have a big brand in the past, 10, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, to, to have access to the paper for advertisement to realestate.com accounts, whereas realestate.com is happy to deal with every every person now and every business, okay. whereas previously it was your volume that if, if you were... Uh, had a lower volume level, you had to pay more, whereas now it's just blanket across the board. Okay, I didn't know that. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, so big, big difference as to what it used to be 10, 15 years ago. Okay, and I've also, I, I know um, we've done a little bit of work together. You find, um, you for a while there, we're finding so many like potential <laughs> development sites. I don't think I've ever I don't seen think an I agent send do them, it. I don't think I send them through to you as much anymore because <laughs> I know what I'm looking at. It's no. only the questionable yes. ones. Yes. Because no. if I send everyone you through to you. very quickly. <laughs> I, I was amazed um, just at your ability and the fact that you are one of very few agents that doesn't muck a town planner around. Okay. It's good to hear. <laughs> Trust me. It's very um, uncommon. Um, but you, I've noticed that you guys have a bit of a... a point of difference about mm. your business. Can you tell us a bit about that? Uh, yeah. The guarantee. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so our, our point of difference is that we are the only business in the industry that offers a premium service guarantee. So if our clients at any time are not happy with our service or they're not confident that we can achieve them the best price in the marketplace, mm-hmm. uh, for any reason, at any time, they can cancel our standard 90-day agreement because we... Um, back our service that we provide and believe that that we will achieve the best result out there and 
just independently, we basically we, we check our results every year. And over the last year, we actually sell houses for 9% more than our competitors. Mm -hmm. So when we sell a house and if there's a comparable house down the road, uh, we always see our prices are, are well and above what the competitors are selling for. And, and at the moment, the way the market is, we're taking over old listings and mm -hmm. selling it for more than what the previous list price was. And that really comes back to our marketing our service and yeah. our negotiation. It's a very good um, value proposition and good yeah. marketing. Yeah, yeah. It was hard to get people like, to, to actually believe it in the beginning, whereas now we have a lot more examples and and uh, we're getting called into streets where we've previously sold property and, mm -hmm. and they can see the difference between us and, and other agencies. Okay. And what advice would you give to someone who's looking to go into real estate thinking that it's going to be an easy you know, path to making a heap of money like you did? Uh, I thought it was an easy path, right? Uh, I definitely say it is an easy path to to learn self development uh, mm -hmm. because you're being rejected a lot. You have to get back up every day, uh, and you have to learn how to uh, affect people and how to negotiate really mm -hmm. strongly. Uh, but in terms of advice for people uh, getting into the industry, this is the easiest working, lowest paid job in town, or probably the highest paid, uh, hardest working job in town. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much that simple. For the first couple of years, uh, we worked seven days and uh, that helped get our momentum up. And now I've built more of a team where I specifically only work five days, I have two days off. Mm -hmm. uh, but then there is people that do, uh, there's people that cover. So the business is, is essentially six days a week, uh, always always working for our clients that's why we work as a team rather than individual agents mm -hmm. so that our, our it's really we cap the amount of service the amount of um, properties that we have so we can give a really good service uh, mm -hmm. to our clients and we can actually take a couple of days off and, and go and do stuff outside of work uh, because real estate itself is can be all-consuming uh, yeah, well, it's not just a five-day-a-week job is it it isn't no and when you are at a barbecue on a Sunday everyone asks you how the market is and yeah. <laughs> every single time without doubt. I refuse to answer work questions after 3 p.m. on a Friday. Don't call me after 3 p.m. So the amount I, of people that go, oh, are you available on Friday afternoon to come around and see my house? But that's part of the job. Yeah, no, that's good. Bring the biscuits or the cake or something, please, <laughs> or the wine. Um, the wine, nice. Okay, well, let's head to, um, I guess, a lot of people who listen to this are either designers or um, other people in the property industry mm -hmm. or people who are looking to do property development. Yes. What are some common mistakes or mistakes you see people making um, when they're looking for development sites or property to, okay, I, to redevelop? I would say there's two ways to go. One is the way that they treat agents. Okay. So buyers always say... Is this for your own benefit? <laughs> well, I, no, this is literally a great okay. tip for anyone out there trying to buy a place is that if, if you inspect a place, actually get back to your agent and give them feedback and mm -hmm. or at least if you say you're going to, then do mm -hmm. uh, and be Mr. Nice Guy to your agent because your agent, the agent that's, that's selling that house will probably sell it for, to you for less money if they like you. They won't mm -hmm. push you as hard slash they'll go and talk to the owner and say, oh, this lovely young gentleman, young lady, mm -hmm. lovely couple is looking to buy your place and that will generally mean that the sellers are happy mm -hmm. rather than squeeze every last cent out of their sale price, they'd rather sell it to mm -hmm. a, a nice person than to someone who's a prick about it or wants something yesterday straight away. Just be nice to your mm -hmm. agent and get back to them because then they'll probably ring you with a really good deal. 
Yeah. That's actually what I've seen more so when I've privately bought property. Yeah, uh, you're not machines. You have feelings. That's right. We're human <laughs> beings too. Yes, yeah. Although not many people love to treat you like that sometimes. So look, it's one of those industries that um, maybe isn't as regulated, and we've all, you know, ever, everyone's seen the bad real estate agent. Everyone it's literally has experienced a, it. It's a four-day course, and you can sell a house. That's all you need to do is go is go sit at a TAFE from nine to three for four mm. days and you can sell a house. I actually have my certificate. There you go, right. So you know how easy it is to get. <laughs> and then I decided, nah, this is not me. Like, town planning's where it's at. Design is cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and uh, for the other tip I'd say for designers and people who are looking for development properties is keep it simple. Yep. And uh, it really, uh, unless you're experienced, especially in the first couple, is just stay in the game long enough to be able to get to the third and fourth and fifth deal where you can really start to squeeze the juice. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the first couple, if you can turn them over quicker and they can be simpler sites uh, and, and you don't have to squish a massive 20% return, if you can get a good return to, to mm -hmm. learn through that process, that will set you up a lot better uh, in the future than trying to... to get the most out of the marketplace that there is because then you are essentially um, making your, your your resale a lot harder because you have a smaller market to sell mm -hmm. to. So if you can keep it simple and, and just get through that project so that you have money and you come out the next side to be able to buy your next mm -hmm. one and then get a little bit more out of that one and a little bit more mm -hmm. out of the next one and that would be my recommendation for people looking rather than going, all right, if I build this extravagant house, then that's where I can make profit. Just keep it simple yeah. to, to go through because I've seen plenty of people go bust over the last decade. Yeah, I could imagine. And how are you finding it, I guess, in the last 12 months uh, in the industry, um, specifically with development and people wanting to buy sites to, I guess, flip? Yeah. Um, I know financing is a bit of an issue. There's a couple of things. Uh, sellers in the last few years have become a lot more diligent in knowing what mm -hmm. their site is worth so yes. we're seeing that a lot they of people <laughs> well not not and and maybe even over mm -hmm. uh overthinking what it's worth but, that, but that's the biggest difference in the last couple of years i've seen is that mm -hmm. uh, a lot of sellers want more money for their sites mm -hmm. uh and a lot uh in terms of the actual uh, that that obviously means that it's harder to find a site for yep. developers in terms of buying when you, you're coming to sell the property, uh, your buyers, they're finding, this is the last six months, mm -hmm. I would barely have um, one out of 10 deals go through without a hiccup. Mm -hmm. There is something that comes up because whether it's financier or their solicitors are doing extra checks or okay. the confidence isn't there, mm -hmm. it seems that uh, every single sale is a bumpy ride over the yeah. last six months especially. Yeah. No, oh, it's definitely something I've seen and I was just, Hopefully from July 1st, uh, <laughs> with the lending uh, lenders loosening their restrictions, it does change a little bit. Okay. And since the election, there is two and a half, three times as much inquiry on property since the, the few weeks before, the few months before mm -hmm. the election in comparison to the last month. Okay. Uh, and I'd say twice as many people at open homes since the election than the few months prior to the election. Okay. So building blocks are there for the next six mm -hmm. to 12 months to show a lot of growth. Uh, speaking to a gentleman that works at BMD, uh, mm -hmm. decent yes. developer around uh, and he's been told to hold on to his properties and not sell them because the next three years we'll see 20 to 30 percent growth in Brisbane I don't know I if I'll like, go that far but like, do you want to be telling people that? <laughs> <laughs> oh look there's plenty of opportunities out there and uh, it's it's just when you're ready uh, we don't we deal with people that sell once every 10 or 15 years so we just need to give good information until they're ready to make that move that makes sense okay and just going back onto something you said about uh, 
property owners knowing what their um, development opportunities are on their sites yes and then asking above you know what would be the norm mm -hmm. making projects unprofitable here mm -hmm. i'm trying to think mm -hmm. um is there any way to negotiate with that or do you find that sort of they're just a bit hard-headed at the moment with those prices that's what they think they're getting that's what they want is there actually a way to negotiate that down or oh there is in the sense that sellers are selling because of their situation and uh, there are absolutely there are some sellers that are on the market they get a price and then they sell most mm -hmm. sellers are on the market because they're definitely moving and obviously they want to achieve top dollar and when they first come on the market mm -hmm. they have high expectations um, but in in this marketplace if an owner is genuinely wanting to sell they know that they're not going to achieve what they could have 12 months ago or 24 months ago and if they're if they're serious about selling, they will listen to the market and, okay. and, and accept market price in eight out of 10 cases. Mm -hmm. uh, and especially now, because there's a little bit more buoyancy out there, it's mm -hmm. made a lot easier. But that just comes back to if you're looking for sites, be nice to your agent. And then when the, when the owner uh, changes their price expectation, your, owner, your agent will probably give you a call and say, hey, look, it's actually, they, they've dropped their price and, and it's in the ballpark now. How about you make an offer and see if we can get it done? Okay, that's very useful information. Well, um, I think that, that wraps us up today. So if people want to contact you, how can they find you? Uh, jump on our website is probably the best. So that is uh, discoverthecouturedifference.com.au uh, or I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, Couture Realty is our brand. Uh, they're the best to get in touch and you'll find our phone numbers on um, on those sites if you, if you want to give us a call and, and talk about your opportunity or, or if you want to know more about the market. Excellent. Thank you very much for coming in today.